A pattern interrupt is, it can be voluntary or involuntary, and it involves a, uh, it's changing your mental, emotional, physical, or behavioral state. Let me give you uh, an example of an involuntary pattern interrupt. You have a heart attack. You wake up, you're, you're in the ambulance, you're on the gurney, you're going in. It's like that, that wasn't part of the plan for the day. So that's an involuntary pattern interrupt. And the stock market crashing by 30% is a involuntary, that interrupted your pattern. That was not part of the retirement plan. Even though you've quote unquote prepared for it, and it's like nobody, I don't think you guys would say like, yeah, hey, we're gonna plan for a 30% drop in the market this year. I mean, nobody does that. Well, that was special guest Scott Jagosinski talking about pattern interrupts and how they affect our life, our behavior, and our habits. Hey everybody, Jared Sylvester here, co-host of Retire Repurposed. On behalf of Ventages and myself, thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, life can either happen to you or it can happen for you. You can wait for life or circumstances to happen to you, which will force you to change your behavior, or you can manually begin to shift your habits and behaviors before life circumstances occur to you. Regardless, these are called pattern interrupts. On today's show, we bring back special guest Scott Jagosinski. He founded an organization called Argent Alpha, where he helps men over 50 years old implement strategies to become their healthiest, strongest selves. In this podcast, Scott will explain the areas of your life these pattern interrupts affect, and he will also give you ways that you can create your own voluntary pattern interrupts that will make you healthier and stronger when life's storms arise. Enjoy this episode. All right. So excited. I've got Scott Jagosinski back on the show here today. Scott, thanks for taking time again out of your schedule and joining me on the podcast today. I'm happy to be here and you just crushed the pronunciation. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> what? By the way, before we go on, we need to, we need to address this. What nationality is that name? Polish. Okay. Polish. <laughs> Jagosinski. I've known you a long time and I butchered your name last week on the show. Uh, unintentionally, I had to edit that out. So uh, I, na- I nailed it. I nailed it this week. Thanks for joining me again. I, I think it's really cool what you do. Um, again, for people that haven't tuned into our show the last uh, several weeks. This is now, I think, the third or fourth time we've had you on. Um, you have an organization called Argent Alpha. You work with pre- pre- uh, predominantly men. In fact, you do work with men over fifty. That that is that is that is who you work with. But a lot of the stuff we're talking about uh, translates to, to to men and women. But uh, just give people a little flavor once again of some of the things that you're you're working on in your life and in the lives of other people. Yeah. So uh, Argent Alpha, uh, you know, the tagline is "We make men over fifty harder to kill." And that's usually the, 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 the pattern interrupt. And we'll get into that later, but the, it causes men to stop and say, Hey, what is that? That sounds interesting. I want, I want to learn more. And really what, what harder to kill means the way we define it is reversing biological age. It means dropping fat and getting stronger as we age. Cause that's something that happens to everybody over 50. They start naturally losing muscle mass and they gain weight. And then it's doing things you sh- quote unquote shouldn't be doing. Um, and that mean that really is a subset of being a lifelong learner. And so, uh, and really living a life of abundance versus scarcity. So those, those are really kind of the pillars we, we do. And, uh, we've got a program, a community and we measure stuff. So I apply a lot of the stuff I learned, uh, I'm CEO of two different companies, learn a lot of these models that I apply in this, in this program and we have accountability. So we do all these things and we measure every month so that, uh, guys can't BS themselves because, um, all progress starts by telling the truth. So we tell the truth every single month with testing. 
Yeah, I love it. And uh, again, how does it apply to this show, which is uh, for retirees and pre-retirees, in my opinion, everything. And uh, so, again, if this is if this is new to you, maybe you're new to our show. This is the first time you're hearing um, Scott talk like talk like this, and maybe us talk like this. Um, I, I'm, I'm just a firm believer in this whole idea of, of of pushing the boundaries. Retirement is not the time to just slow down and just allow and be in a reactive state, which is what we've talked about on previous shows. But yet be proactive, uh, push the envelope. Um, grow for crying out loud. That was one of, that was one of the, uh, the, one of the pillars that we've had on our show is really retirement as a time of growing. Uh, and like John Maxwell says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And unfortunately, the older you get, the faster that the train kind of comes off the tracks. Would you agree? I agree a hundred percent. And, and it, 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 the consistency is one of the things we talk about. Consistency trumps intensity. Cause I think a lot of times, especially men, get into this all-or-nothing attitude. If they can't do it like they used to do it, they don't do it. And and we think that's a recipe for failure. The the key is to keep doing something every day and stay consistent yeah. and you'll stay on track. Yeah, I, I love that. And again, we're, we're going to get into that uh, here today. But doing the kind of the, the same boring things over and over again, uh, it's, it's, it's not like crazy and flashy. It doesn't have to be. Uh, but that consistency piece is a huge part of it. You kind of teed us up a little bit today on what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk specifically about what you call a pattern interrupt. Let's just kind of define before we kind of get into the, the meat of today's show. What is that? Why are we even covering that today? Sure. So a pattern interrupt is, it can be voluntary or involuntary, and it involves a, uh, it's changing your mental, emotional, physical, or behavioral state. And so, for example, let me give you uh, an example of an involuntary pattern interrupt. You have a heart attack. You wake up, you're, you're in the ambulance, you're on the gurney, you're going in. It's like that, that wasn't part of the plan for the day. So that's an involuntary pattern interrupt. And the stock market crashing by 30% is a involuntary that interrupted your pattern. That was not part of the retirement plan, even though you've quote unquote prepared for it. And it's like, nobody, I don't think you guys would say like, yeah, we're going to plan for a 30% drop in the market this year. I mean, nobody does that. So uh, that's what it is. And really what it does, is it helps you get out of a habit loop when you're on the voluntary side. So pattern interrupt, we all know we have habits and the pattern interrupt causes awareness. So you can actually take action to change a habit. Talk about that a little bit. Again, you mentioned four four pieces of the puzzle: emotional, mental, physical, and behavioral. What's what's some more examples that our listeners can could can maybe connect with? Yeah, I think uh, if you throw out a couple categories, so health, uh, heart attack, stroke, diabetes, um, any sort of bad medical report from the doctor, uh, financial, there can be uncertainty, um, uh, a lot of variability or uh, just turbulence. You look at relationships. Uh, you maybe you, you get fired from your job. Um, the company gets sold. Uh, these are all things that change that you had no control over. Um, another one could be uh, um, mental health. You know, are you who you hang around with and who you associate with? And do you find like you're around a bunch of Debbie Downers and all of a sudden you find if you're aware of this, your life's changed, not necessarily for the better because of just the group you hang around with. So I think when you look at those buckets of your life, um, education. When was the last time you learned something new? You know, just under the education or learning bucket. And so I think looking at categories of your life, like whether you use the wheel of life as a model or something similar, you could look at each one of those and there are involuntary pattern interrupts that can happen in every single one of them. Are you suggesting that, um, 
we, I'm assuming, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but what I'm getting at is that you're suggesting that we don't wait for the involuntary ones to happen uh, before we can voluntarily interrupt our own pattern shift to make changes before, you know, quote unquote, the world kind of does it for us. Is that what you're suggesting? That's a, so yeah, I, I would, I would uh, present to you that the more you make your own voluntary pattern interrupts, you're more resilient to the involuntary ones that are out there. So for example, if I make a pattern interrupt on my health and I lose 20 pounds and I improve my metabolic health and uh, my blood labs, I'm less likely to have an involuntary health pattern interrupt. And even if I do, I'm going to be better prepared. I'm going to be more resilient. I'm going to bounce back quicker. So they are, they are iterative. We, we can't control some of these things or many of them, but we can control our lifestyle and our actions. And that's just, it, it, it's funny how that works. Why is it that really fit people who work hard and plan, they tend to have more successful lives. And then when stuff does hit the fan for them, they somehow overcome it easier. Um, they, they just do versus the person who doesn't plan for their retirement, doesn't take care of their health, um, doesn't take care of their spouse and their relationships. When something happens, everything goes off the rails. So it's not trying to control what we can't control, but the more you control what you can control, it's funny how life just works out so much better in every other area. Yeah, absolutely. There's a quote out there, and I'm going to try to find it here. This is by Sung Soo. He's a he's a famous author, an actual like martial arts warrior. He says, "Victorious warriors win first, then they go to battle, while the defeated go to battle and then try to win." End quote. What do you think about that? I mean, isn't that isn't that, isn't that kind of what you're saying? Is like go to battle uh, on on your own terms first and win before waiting for like the war to start and then trying to win the battle. Would you, is there a connection there in your mind? Oh, hundred percent. It, it reminds me of a quote. I think it's Jim Rohn. Uh, I'm sure your fact checking team will, will check this in the post-production, <laughs> but it We're says, it. Um, um, don't start the day until you've lived it on paper. Mm. And it, it's the same concept. Like you need to, like we, we talk about that in Arjun Elf all the time is, in part of our morning routine, which we call pregame planning, uh, planning out your day, your top three priorities, and what needs to be true to make this a great day. I mean, and so when you list it out on paper, the chances of that happening go up. I mean, you've set an intention and you're, you're increasing the odds that the day happens the way you want it to. Now, we also do an evening routine called the victory lap. And we always say, yeah, we can control those two parts of the day. And even if there's a total crazy day that happens in between that we can't happen if we start and end the day with a process that where we control what our thoughts are and how we're thinking you're winning just really are winning and by the way whatever happens in between those things chances are it's going to happen the way you want it to because you've set those intentions yeah i i think it's it's just again we don't have total control not suggesting you have total control over your life but it it puts you in a posture of uh being proactive um versus reactive. I will just tell you, even, um, even just really recently, it's funny, you know, we talk about all these things that we're doing and you should be doing. And, and, uh, me and Ben are the first ones to admit, like we talk a big game, but you know, maybe aren't practicing everything that we're preaching. And lots of times the stuff that we're preaching on the show, we're actually preaching to ourselves. Um, I have actually started very recently been way more intentional with that first hour of my day and the last hour of my day. And uh, I will tell you, just in the last couple of weeks, the amount of traction that I feel on uh, just even mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually is so incredibly different. Um, I'm not much of a, I, when I'm a reader, I've been generally reading at night. I've tried to flip that. So instead of kind of getting after the 
urgent slash non-important tasks of my day, checking emails and stuff like that before, you know, my kids are up or before I'm even at work, saving that, playing the long game and saying, okay, I've got half hour, 20 minutes here before everybody's up. Let's dive into, let's dive into a book. And uh, that has been a game changer for me. And then also too, before I go to bed, um, not twiddling on my phone, but also, but just checking again, my schedule for the next day, uh, understanding what I need to, what I need to do. And again, not to sound kind of like, you know, foo-foo here, but it kind of, it, it sets in motion your brain to operate even while you sleep. And so you wake up in a much different mind space. So again, for people at home listening uh, to Scott talk about these two different, the, the, the bookends of their day, this is just such an important piece uh, on so many levels. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a hundred percent spot on. I couldn't agree more. And I think when you um, do this evening routine, um, I think you sleep better when you sit down and write down the wins for the day and you just chart out what tomorrow is going to look like. And then, and then the kind of the miscellaneous bucket of whatever else is on your mind, you're emptying out your mind. You're going from a sympathetic nervous system state to a parasympathetic state. So fight or flight to rest and digest, Mm. and you're just going to sleep better. And so this is one of those things like most sleep gurus aren't going to talk about this. They talk about um, a bunch of other things that can help improve sleep. But this, this whole idea of doing this little journaling kind of scares some people away. Mm-hmm. Don't think of it as journaling. Just think of it as this little um, victory lap. That's what we call it. It's like y- you can find a win for the day. And that the way you prime your psyche by thinking of it as what are the wins I got for the day and what's tomorrow going to be like. It's a game changer for guys. It really is. You talk about where awareness is kind of the first step. Again, there's these different, um, you know, states, uh, you know, emotional state, mental state, physical state, behavioral state that we need to have. You know, we want to kind of uh, interject uh, intentional pattern interrupts. You said the first step in that is awareness. Do you think that people just aren't aware of some of the bad habits they have until it's too late? How, how can people get out ahead of their own you know, behavior, so to speak? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, I, I think I think um, habits by their nature are, for the most part, unconscious. They just, they just happen. And so I think the way to kind of separate from that is to sit down again with a pen and paper and start off with a, what, what do you love that's going on with your life and what could be better? And when you look in that what could be better column, you're going to find something. And I would say start with one thing. Don't overload yourself. But it might be, um, man, I wish I remember when I wore a size 32-inch waist pant and I'm wearing 40s now. That might be one where, for again, a lot of guys that, that I think that will resonate with. It's like, well, what, what needs to be true to start reversing that? And, and so it's probably going to be more nutrition, diet. 
And so you can start walking down this path of what needs to be true to get going directionally back towards the 32 rather than towards the 42. And so I think it's like, that. it starts with me. I love the pen and paper part because if you're just in your head, it's just always going to stay in your head. When you get it on paper, it's getting closer to being out in the world and where you can actually take action on it. What, what, I think what you're referring to, and, and uh, I, I will tell you, I, I'm guilty of this. Whatever book I'm reading right now is the greatest book on the face of the planet. There's none better than this. And then I pick up the next book. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the greatest book ever written. Anyway, so the book I'm reading right now, and uh, you folks at home can't can't uh, can't see this. I'm I'm showing Scott via Zoom, but uh, it's "Be Your Future Self" by Benjamin Hardy. This is actually his uh, not his latest book. It was written. Uh, before he wrote uh, 10x is greater than uh, is easier than 2x, which by the way, we've talked about on the show multiple times. But this book here is hitting me hard. Like Dr. Benjamin Hardy is in my ear. I could not recommend this more. But really, the premise of this book, um, you just nailed it. Uh, it's really finding an identity and who you want to become. And then you start reverse engineering. Uh, making decisions today. In fact, I'm just going to read you. The, he, I'm giving. I'm giving away the crux of the book. It's literally in the introduction. But if I had to, if I had to summarize this entire book, he says the quality of the connection you have with your own future self determines the quality of your life and behaviors right now. It's exactly what you said, Scott. So it's like, okay, I'm at a 40 inch waist now. I want to. I want to get down to a 32. I can see him. I've been him before, and I want to be him again. What do I got to be? What do I have to do? What decisions do I need to make today to make that happen? And it makes today much more important. And people are in the moment much more because they understand the levity of even the small decisions they make today. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. One, one, I'm a huge Dr. Hardy fan too. I've been in his coaching program since 2019, I think. And it's a total game changer. Anybody listen to this, pick any one of this book. I, I would say the one that most people should start with is the gap in the gain. Yeah. That's like this overarching framework, but maybe that's another show. Mm-hmm. But I think um, uh, another model that ties in this that might help people understand this is the be, do, have model. Most people get it backwards. They the, Let me give you an example. Once I have this money, fame, a 32-inch waistline, then I will start doing these things. And then I will then be this person. And it's the exact opposite. That, that formula is a perfect way for you to stay exactly where you are and never make progress. The model you want is be, do, have. Start being that person that has the wealth, the health, the relationships that you want. Then start by doing the things that they do and you will have what they have. And so yeah. you, you got to start by being that person. So James Clear calls it an identity shift. Ben Hardy calls it the future self. So these are all similar topics. So some of these models resonate more with people. Um, I like Hardy. I like clear. I like this beauty you have. They're all saying the same thing. You got to start doing the things that that person does. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And the, and the, the more you're connected with that person uh, that you have, the more uh, motivation, willpower, you'll understand the, uh, again, the levity of the decisions that you make Now we already talked about kind of the waistline. Let's go through some, maybe some other uh, practical, practical, um, scenarios of, again, pre-retirees and retirees. We talked about, you know, maybe wanting to get down to a certain waistline. Uh, you mentioned, and again, we can kind of go through these one by one, uh, like smoking, for example. Uh, how do you in, how do you voluntarily create a pattern interrupt for somebody who maybe wants to kick a bad habit like smoking? 
Well, I mean, one way would be uh, again. I'm no, I'm no smoking expert. I mean, there's a there's a, an addiction element with nicotine in there. But uh, I, my first reaction would be set a financial pattern interrupt. I'm only going to spend. I don't know what a pack of cigarettes even costs today. It's like um, nine, nine or ten dollars, I think nowadays. Yeah. So if you're smoking two packs a day, say I'm going to only allocate ten dollars, which means I can only smoke one pack, and then after a time, you you keep. I mean, if you can interject a financial pattern interrupt in there. Now, well, we all know that addictions, sometimes the financial part doesn't matter. It's it. So one, you got to start that. I go back to this identity shift and go, if you really want to be the person who doesn't smoke, then you start looking at, well, well, how do I start weaning myself off these cigarettes? And is it going to be easy? Well, if you tell yourself it's going to be hard, it's going to be harder than it's going to be. So if you start telling yourself these stories, so I think it's, it's telling yourself a different story, having a pattern interrupt, maybe it's a financial one. Maybe it's... Um, not carrying your cigarettes with you. Maybe you lock them in the trunk and you go into your office and you go, dang, I got to walk down 10 flights of stairs. And so I think getting creative with what is going to make it that much harder to go do the bad thing that you're going to do. I mean, like for me, like in snacking, I think food can be an addiction. Well, my wife just doesn't buy crap food anymore. So I still will go look in this pantry for these ghost (laughs) snacks that don't exist. And then I close it and I go back and I thank God they aren't there. Now that happens less than it used to. So, but I think a lot of these habit change things can really help somebody like in the smoking example, like go read Atomic Habits or Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, and you'll walk away with some information that can help you. But these pattern interrupts are going to be a common theme, I think, in all of these books. Yeah. I, I, as you were talking, I remember the, the the bit out of James Clear book, Atomic Habits, where he's like, if you're trying to change a habit, make it very, make it as difficult as you possibly can to, to, to keep that habit going. Like for example, not buying snacks or, you know, locking the cigarettes in a safe you know, up until a certain time of the day or something like that. Let's talk about like, you know, sc- screen time is a big one. I, I, I'm, I'm so guilty of this. I have, I have a moment and there's that, you know, there's a, my hand is reaching for the phone to fill in, you know, a few seconds of, of dead air time. What's, what's a pet interrupt there? So one I've been using recently is, um, so I just read the comfort crisis by Michael Easter, which is, you know, I'm kind of like you, Jerry, like this is the best book ever. Uh, and it really, it really is awesome. Um, but one of the things I've been doing lately is uh, you need to have time being quote unquote bored. And so when you always have your phone with you, you're always stimulated. There's always these dopamine hits. So um, this intersects with, we have uh, what's called a 1 million step challenge going. And I can talk about that a little bit, but it's 1 million steps in, in fourth quarter. It's about 10,870 steps a day. So I'm walking more than I used to. So I'm, I'm, I'm going on a walk without my phone. So leaving my phone behind, and we tell ourselves these stories. What if I get an emergency call? Well, when was the last time you got an emergency call? Oh yeah, never. Right. <laughs> like literally, whatever you thought was emergency wasn't. So I would say with that one, start going places without your phone. You'll be just fine. I mean, I, I grew up as a kid in the 70s and 80s, and we didn't have cell phones till the late 90s, and then they were luxury items. How did, how did we make it through? Somehow it all worked out. So I think just physically leaving it behind will def, will reduce your screen time. And so, yeah, and you can measure it too. I mean, there's all the reports on your phone to tell you this stuff. So yeah. I would start there. Just don't bring it with you. We've got a few minutes left. I do want to wrap this up, but I want to, I want to give you one more example to speak into. What about those people who just feel like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm 50, 60 plus. And it's just kind of the end. It's 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 really just a mindset of like th- there's no room to grow. It's too late for me. How, how do how do you how do you create a pattern interrupt there 
to to uplift your own almost mindset and value. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that that person is definitely in the what Carol Dweck would call the the fixed mindset category, and uh, believing everything in their life is fixed and they can't change it. It's just the 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 hand that they're dealt. I would work on you know, learning how to get into the growth mindset side of you can learn new things, you can change things, you can alter your behaviors and biology. And so um, that's not easy. It's kind of turning Debbie Downer into somebody else. Um, it all starts with they got to want it. I mean, all this stuff is like you got to want it. And if you want it, you're going to start making better decisions. And uh, don't be in a rush. This isn't good. You're not going to boil the ocean on this thing. It's not going to work. It's just yeah. Consistency is greater than intensity. So just show up every day on whatever you want to get better at. And you got to believe it. So it's all these things we talk about. Change the story you're telling yourself. You got to believe it can happen. You got to make the decision and you got to take action. We covered a lot of topics here today. Uh, we mentioned a lot of books, a lot of great nuggets. I hope you folks listening at home have 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 uh, have picked up on some of these. Uh, I highly recommend you subscribe to uh, Scott's newsletter. I'm a subscriber and the stuff he puts out is awesome. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds left here, Scott. Just kind of give us a, a recap as to where people can find you and uh, hear more about you and what you're saying. Yeah, so you can visit uh, our website, argentalpha.com and follow me on LinkedIn. I post pretty much every day and you can track down everything I write about. And uh, yeah, it's whether you're, even if you're not a man over 50, I mean, I get more men and women messaging me about concepts uh, these things are universal. I, our nuances are for men over 50. But if you want to make the second half of life the better half, tune in and uh, I guarantee you're going to get something out of it. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed this conversation with special guest Scott Jagosinski. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.